I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mays. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 14 of The Take with Willie and Ian. Hello, William. How are you, Ian? This is a wonderful day. It is a great day. Do you know why this is a wonderful why day? Why is that? Because the producer's already stuffed up. And so as a result, we are no, we're not live on Facebook, we're not live on YouTube. One job, bloke's got one job, can't do it. Mm. So here we are. So if you want to watch us live, thanks to bettingsite.com.au, go to Facebook or YouTube tomorrow and have a look then. All right. Not too bad. What do you mean? I think, isn't it from? Isn't it from? Did we not get a call from Facebook and YouTube saying you can't record? Mark Zuckerberg just rang. Did the Mark producer. Zuckerberg just ring us and say, "Oi, boys, sorry. Oi, I know, said, I know that fucking podcast is crazy down there, but you're just gonna have to go uh, and put it on YouTube tomorrow." Is he, that right? said, he said, "Mark Zuckerberg rang the producer and said, the bloke, you're an idiot, yeah, and I don't want anything <laughs> to do with you anymore.' So as a result." You can listen to us instead. Yeah, we'll be all right. Looking at us isn't the yeah, best. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think people really want to look at us that much. No, they do. Maybe not you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Got a new shirt. Everyone yeah, likes the new shirt. It's a beautiful shirt. Got little things on it. So, what we are going to do this week? We are going to have a special state of origin time. Will we all love state of origin? Best time of the year. We're going to finish off the show with a state of origin uh, preview. We're just going to go through as we normally do, but at the end, all right, we'll do a special state of What's origin. What's happening thing. in news anyway with the NRL world? Interestingly, always Peter Valandis. Always news. Oh, it's always news. Mm. Saint Valandis, the halo slipping, mate. So we've got the RLPAs. Mm. I don't know. You tell me. Because you, you sort of actually went through a thing like this yourself when there was the player power. Remember you went to that meeting, you organised that meeting, whatever it was, yeah, in 2008. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. they don't like Peter Volandis not contacting them before he makes decisions. All right. Well, that's that's the discrepancy, is it, between the players? I, I can sort of understand that a little bit. Um, probably not to the extent where I would want him absolutely removed from his position. Uh, I think it's probably taken out of context a fair bit. Until I hear from Clint Newton, until I speak to Clint Newton personally and know what's going on, I'm really going to like try and you know have a massive comment on it. But I can understand that because you probably look at you look at the NBA, you look at the NFL. A lot of these guys, these guys talk to players before they make any sort of radical changes. Where if you if you do look at the rules right now, they have made some substantial changes. Where it's like, fuck, what's going on? Like you you know like. You know what I mean? A lot of players would be whinging about it, and it's you know it's people to sit, um, spending time on the on the bench and you know time out of the game. And I can understand like from a from a player's point of view, but I just don't think that removing Volandi's like like uh, like after this year would be like the smartest thing in the world. You know, I think he's a bit he's a doer. He's he goes and gets shit done. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sure about he. You know his history better than me, but he's just one of those dudes who just gets shit done. He got us back on board last year. He got us through COVID. He got us. He got. We played Origin. We got Grand Finals. We did everything last year. Do you know what I mean? So, I think the game is very appreciative, and the players are very appreciative of of what he's done. So, obviously, it goes a little bit deeper than that because if you just went on that, you'd be like, "Don't touch him." The dude saved the game. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, he saved the game. We're back. Let's just like let this guy just ride and just do what he wants. He's a bit of a maverick. He does things his own way. So. I think it's a little bit deeper than that. 
to be I'm, honest. I'd be interested because obviously, as you say, the bloke, the bloke has got a lot of runs on the board in a very short space of time. He's taken rugby league and he's probably, in terms of administration, he's done more for the game in the last little while than probably any administrator before him. And that's no disrespect to Todd Greenberg, but I feel like Todd Greenberg to some extent, wanted to be liked by people rather yeah. than... Vlandis genuinely doesn't care, no, doesn't from care. what I can see. So he just goes ahead and does what he thinks is right. Now, if that's right or wrong, it's early days. But I don't know. Looking at it from the perspective of someone looking in rather than someone who's in the tent, if I'm a player, I feel like you just need to shut up and get on with it. Mm. These are the... You know, you're paid to do a job. I go to my job, you go to... well. You know, yeah, I just you just up. you I just, just turn, turn up. up and you do what you're told to some extent. Yeah. You know, like I sit here and the producer can't do his job properly, and I just get on with it. And I'm not going to complain on the air much, but I'm going to get on with it because that's my job. So yeah. the players, to some extent, like these are the rules. Mm. You're playing a game, and that's what it is. It's a game. Yeah, play the game. I just wonder how many how, how many actual players there are, and will they? I mean, obviously they won't name themselves or anything like that, or or come out openly. Um, that's what gets me, you know, like, is this a real story? You know, where they smoke this fire a little bit, I understand, I just don't really, until I really talk, you know, Clint Newton's a good friend of mine, and I'll ask him about what's going on, who, you know, what the players are, what, what the players are sort of feeling with Volandi, is he, is he a maverick, is he just doing what he wants, is he changing rules every week, players don't like change. No, that's Not it. too much, that's, that's the problem, you know, I play the game from... Like the late night, like 99, 2000 to 2016, the game changed. Fuck all. It was the fighting rule and the shoulder charge rule that was in in, like in over 15 years. That's mm. two rules. Other little things that you don't even really care about, 40, 20 rules and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't that big a deal. You change the way someone's playing, you know, like you rub a dude like Victor Radley out because of your rules, who's the, like, who's the heart and soul of teams. Imagine what they're feeling like when a dude like that is out. So you've got to understand the mindset of players like that kid is like he, he, he epitomizes everything at what a tackle tech should be, Victor Radley, and he's still out of the game for four weeks. What what hope have we got? Do you know you what? Know, I, like I think a lot of players probably, you know, have that sentiment towards him and it's just I, I just something's gone wrong in the last month because these rule changes have been crazy. Do you know and what I mean, reckon, yeah. Will? If you look at it, you look at it's been, what, three or four weeks since this rule at best. Yeah. So we're talking about a snapshot of three or four weeks. I reckon you get to the end of the season. Yeah. I reckon Volandis is working backwards a little bit. He's going, all right, well, this is the end result, mm. and we're going straight to the end result. And then what we can do is we can modify yeah. things as we go. I've got no problem with that style of management, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So everyone, everyone has their own thing. Everyone, everyone has their own thing. Obviously, a lot of players have come to Clint Newton and have been whinging for it to make it, to make it a story. Mm. Yeah, you know, like there must be like there must be at least four, five, maybe maybe even higher, closer to ten from every single club ringing Nudo up, saying, "What's happening here? Why is this happening?" Do you know what I mean? Like for this to be a story, like mm. the RLPA only come to the, you know, to the to to our rescue when they when we've been whinging so much. Yeah, what's the salary cap? Put the fuck salary cap up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> that went on for forty years, um, and they finally listen. But like you know, little things like that. Like it has to be, it has to be something just ongoing and really like, you know, like um, you know, getting up, Nudo and you know the RLPA's nose. Really, I mean, like 
The only people it's gone crazy. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know what he's done because. But I'm looking from the outside in. I honestly don't know. What I see is a bloke who's come from, who's come from racing, come to the rugby league, saved our game, and he's, you know. He has saved our game, but like now he's just making these radical rule changes. But I, I, I read his comments. He's like, I want to send people home from the NRL career back to their families, normal. I just don't think that happens. This is I get it if it was um, non-contact sport. Players aren't used to the rule changes. So crazy. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, players can't adapt that quick. We we need time. You need you need pre-seasons. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying last week. Like pre- this preseason's got to be crazy with the tackle tech and everything like that, and all the rule changes and the fitness and the, you know the penalties and that are given away and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, we just players just don't like change too much, and they're, they're pissed off. Otherwise, it would never get to this level. Otherwise, pe- people would be happy because hey, everyone's getting paid well. Everyone's getting paid well, so it must be really getting to people. Well, it's been halfbacks mostly. Cherry Evans and, and Luke Keary, they've been... So they're the ones that have been officially vocal. come out. Yeah, okay. they've, been, they've been vocal about it. And look, I, I get it. I get that if you're a player, and a lot of these players, and you know yourself, you don't become a senior player mm. by being in the game and not having a presence. So the only people that can talk with any confidence that they're talking for a, a group, are blokes that have been there and done a lot of things in the game. You know, you can't yeah. get a bloke who's played 20 games yeah. to get up and say, this is what we think, because they're not going to listen. So yeah. you have got some pretty heavy hitters in, in those two coming out. Um, halfbacks do talk a lot, but yeah. um, it seemingly is, there must be something there. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, as I said before, like, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. But it's it's a little bit deeper than... Him just changing a few rules. You know what I mean? I think everybody has to adapt to the game and, and he's saying that and all that kind of stuff. But easier said than done. These guys have been trained for like since they're five years old to tackle that way. You know what I mean? To run the ball that way, to be this way. So, you know, I, I would just think, you know, rule changes are probably, you know, like it's it happens, but just not this Crazy, you know what I mean? You're changing the fabric of the game. The game is a physical game. What we do, we get out there and we just try and beat that. We try and impose our will on that other dude on the other side. And you can't do that with just perfect tackle tech around the legs. Mm. It just not, just doesn't it just doesn't flow. You need shoulders on chests and everything. I'm, I've always been like, shoulder to the head, goodbye. That's that's done. You know, shoulder charges are done. They, they, they got rid of that. You know, the game, now now these guys are so good at their tackle tech. Sometimes they do slip up. Like, obviously penalise people that have gone shoulders to the head like that um, Nakora from, from Parramatta. He got, you know, three or four weeks. He's wearing his um his penalty. But the guys like Victor Radley, Jay Chaboyevich, all these guys with perfect tackle tech. You're messing with these dudes, man. Yeah. They don't like it, mate. And they're very, very well liked within the rugby league fraternity. We had to ban punching in this podcast because I was knocking you out every week after the show. Well, exactly. We banned that now. But I asked the producer, man, you no just got to stop me. No more. I'll do it again if you keep it up, mate, <laughs> off air. The other thing that I think it raises a pretty good point, or well, not a pretty good point, but it raises an issue. There has been a huge shift, I reckon, in the media in the last little while where the journalists – and they're essentially paid to report a story, right? They're, they're, they're paid by an organisation and they are designed to get people interested in it. They're designed to get people talking about the game or talking specifically about, I guess, themselves. There has definitely been 
over the last little while, there has definitely been an a change in the way journalists are doing things. Journalists are becoming more personal, both with players and with themselves. Yeah. Journalists are becoming um, more of a, a driving force in petty. the way the game is run. Little petty. Yeah, petty is probably a good word. Now, the other thing as well, I don't get Fox owns, like the NRL and Fox and all of that, they're all intertwined from a financial perspective. Yep. So at what point do journalists have to stop being mouthpieces for organisations and just start reporting on stuff? Two words, clickbait. That's what they're all about. You know, it's it's... It's it's so petty, like, and I know these dudes. I know um, Paul Kent and James Hooper, Buzz. All these dudes, man. They were like, they, they've been around the game for so long. They're good people, man. They are. I, I can't say, you know, like, I mean, I've had my battles with all these guys, man. But like, at the end of the day, they're doing their job. I'm doing my job. I don't take shit personally, unless you personally attack me and I'm fucking come at you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, just if it's professional and all that kind of stuff, you just, you, you study the game, you're an analyst of the game, you, you're a journalist of the game, so be it. Not that I, I don't really have to respect what you're saying, but I respect what you do. Mm. You know what I mean? But I've never seen pettiness like the bullshit that I've seen in the last two or three weeks with, with PK and, and Hoops. And even buzz to some certain extent. It's like, what are you, what are you arguing with? It's like with with the Pommy dudes, and now the RLPA, and you know, like hoops writing back to George Williams saying, "I got proof that you're doing this, and you want to live in Sydney, and all this sort of shit." Like, fuck, it's so bad. Obviously, they're getting to- told what to do. It's their do you know job. What I mean? To it's some their, extent, it's their, it's their job, job. But because obviously everything is about, so, so they've gone from their normal jobs into like the beat, you know, not beat writers, but journalists that write, you know, pretty good at their job. They're the editors and whatever, like pretty big dogs in the Telegraph or whoever they write for. That wasn't enough. Now the TV want to put these journalists on TV. Now they're slash analysts. So like now, now, now they're now they're in front. Now they now they're looking at their own. You know what I mean? Like now it's like a journo is now one of the guys on TV rolling with the big boys. Do you know what I mean? Like you you got your Paul Kent rolling with you know like with with Matty Johns and all these guys. They get to they get to 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 rub shoulders with the big boys and argue about all the shit that they want to argue like ten or fifteen years ago, but couldn't get on TV. Now they're on TV. Their, little, their ego grows a little bit bigger. Maybe they don't think they have an ego, but everyone has an ego. And then someone else comes at them, like a, a, a player goes at them, and they're like, oh, my God, my feelings are fucking hurt. I'm going to go back at them. It gets, becomes petty. Instead of doing your job, which is just being a journalist of the game, now you're an analyst of the game. Now you're on TV. Now you think you're a bit of a star, and you think you have the right, the God-given right, to get on TV and say whatever the fuck you want. You, and thinking that these players don't have feelings. So it's just like a two-edged sword. you got NRL players getting their feelings hurt. you got journalists getting their feelings hurt. Journalists, media stars, whatever, they, whatever they're called, they just, just everyone just needs to get over their little ego, mate. You know what I mean? Like, just like, people have their own opinions, I get it. But like, you say your bit, you say your bit, done. We're all done. Don't go back at like George Williams and, and Newton calling, you know, saying, I'm looking at stuff on the on Fox League and all that sort of shit. But it all comes down to comments and views and clickbait and bullshit. Fucked up stupid, pathetic media. You know what I That's reckon? That's what it is. It gets it gets under my skin because I know how smart these dudes are, and then I know how 
someone must be telling them what to do. Must nah, the production the production meeting must go like make sure you say this, this, and this. Where before 10, 10 years ago would be saying, you know, let's talk about you know rugby league and origin and pump the tires up and all this kind of stuff. No one give a fuck about what the RLPA thinks about Volandis and Clint Newton and all that kind of stuff. You're just giving them like. You know, like you're just putting fuel on the fire. Nah, like it, but I'll tell you what it. I'll tell you when it changed, Will. As soon as as soon as they started bringing in all of the broadcast money, and you look at Fox now. So Fox have got a dedicated rugby yeah, league Fox, channel, five hundred two. Yeah. So they've got twenty four hours a day where they have to fill content. So all of a sudden now you've got NRL three sixty. You've got that's on fucking seven nights a week. You've got all of these shows where it's talking heads because they need to fill space. Mm. So if they need to fill space. Oh, then people I, need I, to I talk. To, I totally understand that. So, but it's why getting, but, but, it's but getting, why, it's going but, too far? Yeah, but like, how do you stop it? Because I know what Fox is like. Fox own half the game. Whatever they put so much money into the game, that they're, they're going to want. They're, they're paying these journalists money to be on Fox Sports. Yeah, that's right. So they want what you know. It's not like being from being in the Telegraph or anything like that. Where they, that's where they're most powerful. I think. Yeah. And I've spoke to some journalists that are on Fox Sports and they fucking hate it. They genuinely hate it. He reckons it's the worst thing that has happened to journalists is putting them on, putting a journalist on TV. Because mm. we're talking about egos and stuff like that. Mm. And exactly, exactly what I just said a minute or two ago about egos and stuff like that, it's, it is very, very apparent, you know, when, you, when you're talking about that level. You know, like he knows that. And he, this is a guy that's on TV all the time. Ex-journalist, good friend of mine. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, I'm not saying who the hell he is, but he's a great dude. He still keeps his um, his dignity on there. And, you know, he's a, he's a great person. But he knows, you know, you know, we spoke about the people that we're talking about just right now. Yeah. Their ego gets bruised. It's Buzz Rossfield. <laughs> yeah, Buzz is the it's bloke Buzz. I'm talking about. Fucking love you, Buzz. You know that. I'll buy I, you a whiskey. I, I honestly think... The cheap... Uh, it's only... Um, Red label, but <laughs> for the worst whiskey you can find, it's. I tell you what, though, Will. I, I I don't have a problem with content. I don't have a problem with the game being promoted. But what I do have a problem with is when all of a sudden agendas are getting pushed, and it's obvious that agendas are getting pushed. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, what journalists are supposed to be is they're supposed to be an independent. Um, in the old days, they reported things. Something happened, they reported it. Now they're opinion pieces. I get that. But they're on TV now. But you've Burn just up. got it's to gone back from it down. it's gone from reading the paper on a Sunday, going, "Who's this?" Uh, you know, he's, he's a person, but you don't really know who he is. Willie Mason had a piss in the street. Yeah, what? it's the worst front. That was front, front page. page. Just front page. But as I'm saying, you know, like PK and, and Hoops and all these guys, they still they're still like very good journalists. Yeah, you know what I mean. So when you read the uh, the pieces on in, in on the weekend, you're like, "Yeah, I get it." You know what I mean. But then you watch them on TV. It's like, "Ah, dude, just chill." Yeah, you, you don't have to go with these. Like it gets, it gets a little bit more. It gets a little bit petty because what's mm. what we're watching now. It's just like I would never think that hoops would do that professionally or PK, but I've seen them just go at people personally now, and they can't cop it when they get it back. Yeah, because what's happened now? This is not the two thousands when they could just like sit there in their ivory tower, right? And um, just sit there, just creating the narrative for for people the whole time, and people believing it because. People have phones now. You get on Twitter, you shut shit down. You get on Instagram, you shut it down. Facebook, shut all these like stories down that they're going to do. So that's what that's what happens. We've got the tweeting now. We can tweet. Yeah, things. Twitter, we little tweeting bird. We do tweet. We like tweeting. One thing 
that uh, I guess Fox this week are going to have to try and fill an awful lot of content because there's only four games. And this is the same thing. Just put 360 on 24, 24 hours a day. I want to see Paul Kent. <laughs> I want to see Buzz at 11 p.m. Hoops, Hoops PK, Kunta Kente. Oh, no, that's PK. <laughs> Hoops. I just want to see him 24-7 all on the weekend. I want to see Buzz. Give it to me. And Buzz. Yeah, Midnight. That's it. So because of State of Origin, what happens with State of Origin? And this is, again, this is it, it goes into TV money and that sort of thing. But obviously, Origin becomes a priority. And what becomes less of a priority is the NRL. And that is the perfect lead-in to this week's games, Will, because there are Sorry, some can I ask one question? You ask Would you rather... One. Yeah, I can ask what I want, actually. You can ask whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> Do you think they should just can it, these four games? Uh, look, I, I tend to think that... Because we say New Origin should stand alone. We've been saying that for a long time. Last year, it's sort of alone. But it that was stood. Just, that was, that was unique, the end. But that was, that was pretty intense. I liked it last year. I'm not sure the players did. Uh, look, I, I don't mind the idea of having three Origin games, bang, 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 and stopping the NRL for what would essentially be two weeks, mm. right? I so just, you, I've always had my idea. I've, I've said it on the show before. Pacific Pacific Islands, Tri-Nations, and an Origin in between. Yeah, so I agree. I think... I, look, Six I, weeks, done. I look at Rep this... Rep round, everything. Like, you look at this game... The, the, the rounds here, we'll start with the first game. So the first game, what they've done for TV again is they've gone one game Thursday, one game Friday, one game Saturday, one game Sunday. So God, what a bunch of geniuses. It's smart, hey? isn't it? So NRL, God The damn. Thursday game, and they're all night games other should than be professional. The Dragons versus the Broncos. Yeah. Now, on a Thursday night. Now, Thursday night You know what year this would have been good at? Like 2010, when Wayne left the Broncos and was coaching St. George. That's the only year. When they won the grand final. Look, I, I look at this game and I think, okay. First of all, before we say that, let's just appreciate for a second how good those Indigenous round jerseys were and how much – it was great. It was so good to see. And you were up at Coffs Harbour. Powerful. It was very powerful. Those were the two best jerseys too, I reckon. Yeah. The Sharks and the You know what I I was looking at? I was just like, Tino, big Tino, Fatsua Malaui and Fafita. God damn, they are big boys. You can see why they have about 100 tackle breaks and tries and just nonstop stuff. They are – Big boys, yeah. The Titans are big boys. They didn't turn up. They turned up um, with a different. They had a different jersey on last week. Um, but uh, yeah, they oh, God damn it. Yeah, it was good. And what a great week. Um, yeah. Just uh, how how the NRL is embracing Indigenous Australia. You know, like just say from a person who, who debuted in two thousand, retired in two thousand sixteen. You know, start acknowledging it by you know. Late 2000s, I think 2008 and nine. You know, it wasn't really... And, and even saying that, I don't think that was many jerseys around. Some clubs would do it, but like now, like Indigenous round is 16 teams. It's wonderful. Everybody doing it. And uh, the welcome to country, the whole... Everything. Everything about it. Every single game. The game that I went to was, you know, it's... It, Chills down your spine, you know, when you hear when you're hearing the didgeridoo and the singing and the clapping and all that kind of stuff, and and seeing how proud the indigenous brothers are running out, you know, they got their family there, and it's special, mate. It's special, and it, it, it would it would mean the world to to every single indigenous person in Australia, mm. let alone 
the AFL, NRL, and all through all through sports. You know, it's something. It's it's wonderful what the NRL are doing. They're really embracing it and loving it, and just trying to get it out there. You know, so much work. And I'm 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 doing stuff for for Deadly Choices with New South Wales Rugby League. I was up there. I was in the communities. Um, me and Rennie Matur and um a few other guys were up there. Just like you know. With deadly choices, talk talking to these young kids and like you know bringing the young kids to to um to the captain's run and watching the captain's run. It's the first time I ever watched captain's run. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. I was just laughing, just going, "What are they doing?" There's a heap of fans, like Cronulla fans. It's probably like you know two hundred, and you don't realize how the mem the not members, just like the diehard fans. You know, like they're flying to Coffs Harbour just to watch the Sharks play. Probably about two hundred of them. Mm. loving every single minute of it. And I was just sitting like about, you know, 50 metres to the right, Rennie and I, and like with a hood on and stuff. And like, you know, obviously the younger kids with their, you know, below 10 or whatever, they're just like, they wouldn't have a clue. But I'm like I'm like their their dad's favourite player. <laughs> your mum's, your grandma's, your, all that kind of stuff. So I'm that dude now, which I love. And I really embrace it. And and it's just, and it was just a great time. It was, it was, it was a great little weekend going up there. Coffs Hub's a beautiful place. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, Rennie and I had a good time up there. We just like, just really in, you know, in the community. That's, 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 that's what the great thing is. You yeah. know, and they're seeing these young kids and just like, you know, they always, they don't even give a shit. They've, I was at a promo with a big Franklin Pele Pele, big Pele. He just made his debut, big Tongan kid and uh, Will Kennedy and Britton Nakora. Mm. I was at a Deadly Choices thing with them. I was just like, damn. And we, and our New South Wales thing is light blue. So, Young kids thought I'd play for Cronulla. <laughs> Can you sign my Sharks jersey? I was like, oh, yeah, no worries. I said, I'm more famous than you dudes with, in Cronulla. They have no idea. Uh. And then, the, you know, their dad would be like, oh, Willie, oh, you know, you're my favourite player and this and that. I said, don't worry about me kissing. Mate, I don't expect a six-year-old to know who I am. You're famous at Northies. I hope. I hope to God. But, yeah. Cronulla guys are good. I mean, Titans guys are good. They really, they really embrace the whole thing. They let everyone watch. Cronulla were really good. The Titans are really good. Big shout out actually to one of the greatest Indigenous players of all time, in Greg Inglis, who's Greg done his e hammy over. Yeah, in. gee, I mean, I mean, I swear, I swear to God, I thought this was going to happen. I mean, he, I thought he would have got about six to eight games in, and then it'd be a decider in Sydney, and he flies over and he towers us up, but. That's the only reason why you probably thank COVID. Wasn't because he be. was he's not gonna sit here in quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> you gotta plan that. Uh Dragons Broncos, what are we what are, oh, I don't know. What, like Do we really care that much? You look at out of the four games, you've got the Tigers Panthers. I'm excited about the Tigers Panthers, and I'll tell you why I'm excited about the Tigers Panthers. First of all So sorry, who'd you back? Oh, so, let's actually talk about the first one because we've backed against each other. So I've gone the Bronx. Yeah, Why have you gone the Dragons? Well, because two weeks ago you said they were going to make the preliminary final, and I just listened to what you say. Ah, uh, that's bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> and now the producer's gone the Bronx too, so I think he's onto something he here. So I'm going you. to follow him. Yeah, he just followed you. He doesn't. Uh, know I think the Broncos will be all right. He doesn't even know about AFL. I can't even bet it. Anyway, uh, the Broncos. I actually think the Broncos could win that, but I. Every time I tip or back the Broncos, they lose. Yes, yeah, so. and opposite. When they so they'll probably win. Who just signed with? Uh, no, we're talking about today with um, uh, who's the kid from Melbourne? Nico Hines. Nico Hines. You said that what well, the Bronx just under like just under lowballing. So the reports are that 
the Bron- the Broncos and shout out to the Broncos recruitment guy. If you have still got a job at the end of the year, how has he still got a job? How he's the worst at his <laughs> job in the history of jobs. So he's they've what is offered he doing. He, what, I'm pretty sure Nico Hines got around about six hundred, maybe 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 even higher. They're saying they're saying six hundred a year, six plus, and the Broncos have got no. Just you can have three fifty, three fifty. And you know, I can sort of understand. I can understand because I think it's a bit, it, it can either go your own way. I mean, the recruiters' way, and they look like geniuses, or they look like idiots. Obviously, the Broncos guy might look like an idiot. He's a guaranteed um, idiot. But like Nico Hines, I look at him and go, you know what? Great work filling in for Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen is a bit of you know he's he's on another level, but he's done a great job in a great team in a great system. What happens when you leave the system? A lot of coaches, recruiters, um, you know, CEOs. GMs, they all look. They look at because what's happened in the last ten to fifteen years. When you leave Melbourne, what sort of player do you become? Mm. There's a handful out of you know fifty plus that have left there in the last 10, 15 years. Like make really good players, and they really turn out that real, that well. So the Broncos guys going, you know what, Nico Hines, you're pretty. You know you've had you've had a good run, five to six weeks run. You know, like we don't believe that you could play in our halves, or you could play fullback. You know, so kudos a little bit to the Broncos one, but if he does come to <laughs> to Cronulla, which I I've seen enough of Nico Hines to know that he's going to be a gun. You know what I mean? You raised a good point though. He must be playing five eight. He is going to be playing five eight because Will, Will Kennedy Will, Will Kennedy has been re-signed for another two years, and he is the future of that club. So Hines might think because I don't think his leg speed is up to the Pappenhausens, the Tedescos, uh, the Turbos. But his skill level is high. Mm. His skill level is at a, at a six. A six, not six out of ten, but like a number six. Six out of 100. <laughs> you know, but like every, you know, like he could be a really good number six. He's got great skills, great ball runner. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, like with the Broncos, obviously, do, do they need a six? They need something in the halves. Well, they're, they? they're moving Katani Staggs there, remember? The recruitment bloke yeah. said, you know what, let's take one of the let's best centres in the game. centre and just put him 5'8". Put him at 5'8". Nico Hines. So Nico Hines and Katani would have been going head-to-head. <laughs> he was playing prop. He told, he told Nico, he goes, hey, mate, you're going to come here, but you're going to go head-to-head with Katani Staggs. We Are see you, you cool as a number six? We yeah. see you as a hooker. We see you as a front row, mate. Yeah. So, you know, you just, gonna, just deal with it. We'll give you front row money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Tigers are going to beat the Panthers. You heard it here first. Wow. Could this be the first one? This Their is it. first loss. This is it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not sure. I just think the Panthers, uh, they have a culture that they've set and it's up there with the Roosters and Melbourne and Six South. Blokes. You are supposed to. Half seven. Your team. Seven. Seven? Pretty short seven. Fact check. Capewell is the seventh for, oh. for Penrith. What do you mean that's the seventh? You've won one bloke. What are the other six? They're all New South Wales. Oh, hang on. They're anyway. on a sheet. They're on a sheet. Here we go. I'm right. I'm pretty sure. Liam Martin. Isaiah. No, you're right. Seven. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> I never fact check and I am right. Um, this is the lowest I'm point I'm like the rain man. <laughs> this is the lowest point. <laughs> and not Sean Kemp. Uh, I, reckon, um, I, reckon, I reckon the Tigers are going to win this. I'm the Why? only one who Why? does. Give me an excuse. Why? Because I don't think that these blokes have had enough football to step up into first grade level. Hmm. So they're, the Tigers are virtually full strength. They're battle-hardened. They've got two wins on the board, and they need it. And they're going to come out yeah. knowing they have to beat the Penrith they, side. Yeah. I think so too, but I just think that the, the culture that they've set out at, Pan, at the Panthers, there'd be about six or seven kids out there that are first graders. They just haven't played. Mm. 
because you, you're not going to change a winning team. And this is what happens. You know, you get these young kids. We had it with the Bulldogs. When we had young kids like Roy Asatasi and Sonny Bill Williams and JT, we were in origin. Those kids had to look after it. Mm. And they did. And I just think that Penrith have have that sort of culture and they've, they've been built. Not just your first grade team, your, their reserve grade team, their jersey flag team, they're built. SG ball team, they're, they're ready to roll. So I think you'll probably see seven of the next, the next big dogs out there. Well... The Storm and the Titans. If the Titans can't beat the Sharks full strength, let me tell you, they are not beating the Storm without their strike players. So we yeah. can move on from that game. Yeah. Congratulations, Nico Hines, signing for the Sharks. Well done. Knights and Eels, eh? Knights Eels. This could 20, be a good game. 20 year anniversary with um, 2001 Grand Final. Oh, since the Eels bombed it. Yeah. yeah Where, right. Or Andrew Johns just took them all to school. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Jason Taylor. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Oh. Um, yeah, mate. Uh, I'm, I might be going up there on Sunday. Uh, they got the old boys' day there, which they celebrate every every year. Once they pick one game, is that this so, week? Yeah, so right. that's this week. So I might head up there on Sunday. If not, I'll be at home. Um, that's probably the game we should tweet. I reckon. Yeah, we'll tweet that game. game. I think it's going to be a great game. Knights. I mean, Knights won last week, and I we're tweeting. Really, I, don't, I honestly too. don't think they care. Tweeting yeah, it's when you when you when you do stuff like when you win and you've been you've lost like you know just say four out of six you're like just just get me just get me the win so mm. lo- as long as they're on that road and I'm really quite disappointed Tyson Frizzell got injured I love him and I think uh, he's missed out on Origin they reckon he was a guaranteed starter and he's yeah out for six it weeks. sucks doesn't it? how bad is that just hard what ha- like it's the I last mean, three minutes God, of the game and you can just. Uh, you can see, like the like people, under, you don't understand how hard it is to actually play Origin, but to get in there and be a mainstay like like Frizzell and his senior playing that team, and you could have one injury and then you're done. Literally right at the end of the game, yeah. too. Like, Awful. What happened, man? I feel so sorry for him. Uh, and you know what he is, Will? What's that? He's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Willie's big boy. An Elmo doll that wants to kill its owner. A kids TV show where the main character has a giant penis. Poop flavoured ice cream. A meme that destroyed someone's life. These are just a few of the hot button issues we tackle here on That Sucks. A podcast for your ears. I'm Troy Nabobon. And I'm Dan Cribb. And if you don't listen to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network, then you suck. Join us each fortnight as we unpack some of the biggest fails across pop culture and beyond, joined by the occasional special guest. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au to check out That Sucks Now. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever good podcasts are sold. Well, big boys, big boys time. Mm. James Fisher-Harris is in front. Is there going to be a change on the leaderboard this week, William? Um, probably not because he's well ahead and he's been absolutely killing, killing it. I was going, I was going to put him in, but um, I don't, I just don't rate the Bulldogs as uh, an unbelievable pack or a team. So like he nearly ran for two hundred meters. Like he's an honourable mention. He's he's been playing unbelievable. But my first, um, my first point goes to Keon Kaloa Matangi been absolutely braining it. I mean, I'm just having a look at his stats here. I think he played 80 minutes. I'm not even looking at his stats. 80 minutes and 38 tackles, no misses. Probably 16 hit-ups, about 170 metres. As I said like last time, all these back rows, when you're making your metres, your metres are proper ones. No cheap metres. Front, front rows, look, that, I'm not going to call them cheap metres because we used to go out there. They're some of the hardest runs you can do. Off, off the kickoffs, off dropouts. 
you don't see any centers in that going back there to try and get those kickoffs. She's fucking, she's full on. You know mm. what I mean? We used to love it because we, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big boy. I used to love getting it and just running it. You know what I mean? Guys like Marco Mealy, all these guys. So, yep. So, um, Kalama Tungi, and well done to you, young kid. He's just got named 20th man. I think you got him in the 20th, 20th man squad, yep. I think, when you South Wales. Well deserved. Be great. Uh, two is uh, Siwa Takeyaho. Um, Siwa Takeyaho has been absolutely killing. He played 80 minutes in the middle. I don't think I don't think people really understand how good that is. You know, when you when you look at and and against Canberra, who's a freakish team. I mean, they're obviously playing really shit at the moment. They're really they're the worst probably place they've been in the last five years. But their pack is like formidable. It's a great pack. They work hard. They still got their you know they 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 got some real big big boys in there. So um, yeah, he's my he's my two pointer three points. Jared Warrior Hargraves like he's. <laughs> What a, what a ball terror. He just he went nuts. 80 minutes again in the middle. I mean, unless you're a middle person who's, who plays at the moment or has played in the last 110, 15 years, you know how hard the middle is. And to maintain that skill and his energy, that like every single play was unbelievable. 80 minutes, 25, 25 23 hit-ups, 230 metres and 34 tackles. Do you, are you serious? Those numbers are ridiculous. Like, there's probably some of the best numbers. I mean, Granny missed six tackles, but so you should. And when they when they say you missed a tackle, it's just like, you know, it's not like he's missed six tackles and people are scoring tries. So, mate, unbelievable effort from those blokes. Um, it's very hard. I mean, it's very, very hard to pick them all the time, every single week. So I've actually got to do some homework when I watch all these big guys. My concern is that you've started picking blacks from the eastern suburbs, and I... Bondi Tony's is 100% going into my gob, not James Fisher-Harris's if he wins, and I will be What drinking. about Hargraves? <laughs> well, that's it. the thing. He's, he's close, so oh, I can't. Man, I don't pick him. Then. No more East players. I'm. Uh, he's on five points, so he's nowhere near. Young Henrys, who are a wonderful, wonderful sponsor of ours, are going the, to Sorry, give. would you rather the Newtown or the IPA? I'll drink them both. I'm we just, have, I'm we have just, been drinking both. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't feel like I did last week. So we've got James Fisher-Harris on 11. Thank you again to James for donating me the Bondi Tony's Burgers uh, and possibly, and what's he get? One case every second week? A case every second week? Every second week. No, it's every week. We get the Every other week? One. No, we get the other one. Uh, Junior <laughs> Paulo. Do you know what we should do next week, Will? We're going to have what? Willie's Big Boys for the Origin because they shouldn't miss out. Oh, no, 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 they're not. And then no, Willie's no. big boys. It's, it's, yeah. that's, that's where you – I think it should be double points. It's double Something big next boys. Week. If you get it, if you kill it in an origin, yeah, yeah, you're getting six points. Yeah, it's double. You are six – I think it's double points next week. So when, you know, Junior Paulo and all these blokes, mate, they've been outstanding. And big, no one. Big Tino. There's no some big boys the in there, suburbs. mate. You're banned from the Eastern Suburbs. I'll get big no Tino one. down. We'll go Tino down. We'll just go, he can win we'll go, the, Gold we'll go the Gold Coast. We'll go to the Gold Coast, boys. Uh, all right, so thank you once again to Young Henry's and Bondi Tony's and James Fisher-Harris for donating me his burgers. Harold, thanks to bettingsite.com.au. It is time for us to once again dissect why we can't win anything. And we could write a book on that at the moment. Mate, it's terrible. It's terrible. You know what? I look at that Titans game, and that was my – I was guaranteed they would be, win that game. Everyone laughed at me. You laughed at me about the Tigers. No, you laughed at me. The other one, I can't remember what I back. 
But the Titans, everyone said that's a good bet. Was it though? It was not. Nope. No, it wasn't. They they were like it was just staggering. Did, we all, did I did I were. back the pair? Did I? You weren't the first game. You took. Oh, yeah. So right. don't worry about all you. Right. Let's go. You don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, but no, how's, no good. how's your week been? week? How's your week been, Harry? Look, week's been fantastic. I really can't complain. Like it's it's Origin time. You guys are going to delve into it, but it's yeah best best time of year for football. Like purely for the three games. I mean the NRL sort of gets a bit diluted and stuff like that, but still plenty of winners to be had. So It'd have to be a good betting market too, wouldn't it, the old origin? Oh, well, you get some funny ones. I mean, like, I guess it does show, like, the Titans are almost $9 against a side that's missing six or seven origin players. Like, it just shows you how important Big Tino and um, David Fafita are to that side. Like, they're just... Absolutely no hope without them in the team. Well, they were absolutely no bloody yeah. hope last week with them. Thanks. Well, and that's the thing, that right? But like, yeah, it puts a lot more stock into them. Yeah, they're you, – you, you generally, traditionally before all these rule changes and everything like that, you would get some funny betting markets and some funny lines, but even more so now. It's just getting weird and wonderful. Well, I've gone a very origin-based bet this week. I am taking I see, Queensland plus the four and a half. I can't believe – that they are not favoured anyway, but origin over points, so 41.5 overs. I think this new rule will absolutely mean that they are gonzers by the end. There'll be points scored everywhere with the strike they've got in both sides. And I've chucked in the Eels for a bit of value. What do we got yeah. and who Ian, with? $5.05 at sports. Oh, jeez. Well yeah. done, Ian. Yeah, I cannot argue against that. I'm with you. Origin one, like 41 points. 41 and a half points is not that many. No. Uh, up in Townsville, 22, 23 degrees come kick off. It's going to be a fast game. And I think the last 30 minutes of the game are just going to get chaotic and it's going to be a mess. But it's just yeah, anything could happen. And even when Queensland will win an eight in a row, the bookmakers somehow found a way to make them the outsiders. Uh, no, that's Queensland's trick. Yeah. Mate, they're good at it. Uh, four and a half start. Can't argue against it. I think they'll win the game. Uh, yeah, I really like. I really like that. I can't. Yeah. I can't back against that. And who do I get my five dollars with? Sports bet. Sports bet. I like it. Yeah. All right, William. Like sports bet. All right. Well, mine is. There's a lot here. I've got. No, no, it's not that much. St George Illawarra with a. Is it minus seven and a half? Yep. Uh, West Tigers plus six and a half. Nico Hines, anytime try scorer, Parramatta head to head, and kills me to say it. New South Wales are going to get beat. Uh, see what I did there? Qu- by Queensland, 13 plus. Willie. I'm only doing it for the kids because I want to rate I want to get more money. I'm not doing exactly. it. I want to get more money. I want to get more money. This is for the former kids. Blues, or- kids. Former blues origin great Willie Mason yeah. is just blasphemous. I know, it is terrible. It's horrible. But first going to get some good money back, isn't it? Look, it, mate, I'll tell you in a second. Firstly, you ran about the media and the pettiness. It mm. was first class before. Just yes. thought it was fantastic radio. <laughs> uh, Sportsbet have chipped in again. $61.78 if your combo gets up. That must be and because of the 13 plus in Queensland, right? Because yeah, I looked at that before and it was probably about, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine bucks before I put the, the 13 plus. I was like, 
All right. Well, there's there's the kicker. So I just thought yeah. well, I was gonna I was gonna go New South Wales one to twelve, and it just wasn't enough. And I was like, all right, well, I need I need we need to get in the thousands because we've been pretty bad. You thought about the kids. And you said, I oh, did. Man, I actually yeah. did. I said, well, if it's thirteen plus, because that can happen up there. It honestly can. Yeah. And with oh, with both teams yeah, quite e- even, like it's all, you know, it could be you know, you know, ten points difference, and then Queensland running a late try. And I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. Up in North Queensland, something ridiculous like they do all the time. A Val Holmes might, uh, I don't know. I've had too many bad experiences. I've got to tell you, I, you know what? I, for a $61 shot, I think you're well and truly on. I think it might be all right. Yeah. Dragons have been bad in the last month or two, but Broncos without Payne Haas, Xavier Coates, that's... Yeah. Two of their most dangerous players on the road again. Uh, yeah, the Dragons should take care of that game. Ben Hunt, weirdly not supro- like not chosen as the 14 for Queensland. So that helps the Dragons cause out tremendously. Tigers at the six and a half start. I actually think the Panthers will win that game, but it's a fair handicap to have all those Panthers guys taken out. So Tigers six and a half, well and truly on. Nico Hines has just been killing it lately. Yeah. Anytime try score, I think he's paying a dollar ninety one straight up. So look, you'll be laughing when that happens. Bale should get the job done up at um, yeah. up at uh, where are they playing McDonald's? Yeah, Newcastle, Stadium, yeah. Sorry. And then, as you said, Queensland thirteen plus. It, it's not going to take much for that score to blow out. No. And that ravenous crowd up at Townsville, they are going to be full of rum. And the place is going to be heaving like anything could happen there. <laughs> did you know that Willie got a? It will actually be magic. Did you know Willie got a full can of rum chucked at his head in an Origin game once, Harry? Did you know? That? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard about this. Yeah. Wonderful. It was. I miss spewing. I, I hate rum. Uh, the producer who lost again badly last week has come out with. Uh, two more AFL tips, and for a bloke who reckons he's no. <laughs> anyway, an awful producer. Awful. Uh, he's gone Brisbane, Essendon, and he's chimed on with Willie thirteen plus. You don't need to cover the thirteen plus, but what is the producer getting, and where from? Thirty nine dollars eighty three cents. Ladbrokes. Wow. Queensland okay. 13 plus must be paying $5 million. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's pretty long. And, and that's surprising given that well over half the NRL games this year have fallen into the, into the 13 yeah. plus category. Yes. So, yeah, it's surprisingly a big price. Um, I guess that the bookmakers are being, con- I guess they're being influenced on origin, like the 1 to 12 is more likely, like. Historically, over the last few years, there's a bee stick between the two teams. Uh, So, I mean, 13 plus, we just dissected that. Uh, Essendon on Monday morning were the darlings of the AFL media world after their huge win over at West Coast. And the Brisbane Lions, top four outfit, get those two in head-to-head, 13 plus for $39. Look, it's a pretty good shot at the start. Massive. Yeah. All right, Harry, and what are you better than Better than $5. <laughs> Mate, I'll yeah. just take a win at this point. I will take oh, anything we all will. that just – I just need something. So, mate, what have you got? Look, the good folks at Neds, all right, they've got behind me at Neds. Melbourne 13 plus, I think that's just a gimme. Parramatta at the 10.5 line, I think they'll get the job done up in Newcastle. 
I've gone Panthers 1-12. to 12. I still think there's enough in that side to beat the Tigers. And whenever we expect anything of the Tigers, bad things happen. And, that, and this whole getting back-to-back wins thing is just, yeah, it's been troublesome for them. So I still like Panthers at 1-12. to 12. Yeah. Um, and Queens, I, I've gone... I. I couldn't bring myself to 13 plus. I've gone one to 12 just on the conservative end. But could you imagine if I had have done that, what it would have gone up to? Well, there's, I mean, 13 plus would take you up well over and above. So, well, mate, let's hope we get one up. Thank you very much, Harry. We will speak to you next week. Thank you again to bettingsite.com.au. I reckon this week's the week. Yep. One of us can get it. Eventually, we're going to bet right and we're going to do it with betting site. We are. See you, mate. We'll speak to you next week. See you later. See you, you, buddy. William. What's that? How do you felt we gambled? I gamble pretty responsibly all the time. So make sure you gamble responsibly. Everyone should gamble responsibly. All right. Well, let's go into the tips, Will, because, you know, sometimes you get regret with things. For example, I almost died last Wednesday after Tuesday night. I regretted my (laughs) behaviour. I regret now looking at the fact that the producers gone the Broncos and the Panthers. No, I'm happy with the Tigers. Anyway, I'm two I'm one behind him. He could drag away by two, but I could actually I could I could leapfrog him. Yeah. So that'd be like ridiculous. Um Who have you tipped? What am I? Broncos, Panthers, Storm and Eels. Mm. That'd be riveting news if you take over him next week. But oh, we'll do you know what? That. They won't we'll put one that. thing on the social media pages. <laughs> but if you are, I'm seriously, I'm one behind him now. So that, if would, be good. that would be good for you if you overtook him. I should do. Mm. We go on our socials now. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You can see who we've tipped. Um, Harry is sort of in the middle. Yeah. Not doing much. But anyway. If I had a crack, I'd just come back and beat him. But oh, I'm okay. not. You might have chosen not, not to. I'm tra- chosen not to. I don't so, care. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have gone over time. We were going to do an origin special this evening, but... I think we've got better ideas than that. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back. We're going to cut our own special origin show. We might even have a special we'll have a guest. guest. No, we'll, we will definitely have a guest, which I think will make um, the origin special special. Otherwise, it's just me and you doing an origin. We're take. special. Are we not special? We're pretty special, I'm but special. I'm pretty sure if we get this dude on, it'll be monumental. We're not saying who it is, but it's Buzz Rothfield. Yeah. Well, it's Paul Kent, it's James Hooper, and, and, <laughs> and, it's Buzz and the Buzz. And it's the Buzz. <laughs> it is none of those people. But, uh, all right, so we're going to... Going... It's Ben Iken. I'm sorry. Let's go. <laughs> you got anyone else? Yeah, no one. Who else? It's Andrew That's Voss. It. It's, on the Aaron, it's Aaron Raper and Jamie Bura. Origin All right. greats. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, the uh, we're going to do a special. We don't have a headline because, once again, the producer's failed in his job. But what we do have, Will, I've mentioned it before. I don't know if people know about this story, but I remember being a kid and watching State of Origin, and I think, I can't remember, someone got Sinbin, and it was at Lang Park, and everyone started throwing their What's big the hands on it the was field. Was it Wally Lewis? But yeah, it was, was a king. That, but that was at the... Um was it the SFS here? Or was no, it, it was at Lang, Lang Park. Park. It was so, Old Lang Park. I think it's happened in both. And people were chucking cans on it. And I thought, look at that. What a, it was a different time. And then yeah. William... Imagine getting hit with like, hang on, like half a can in the head. It's going to hurt. William Marshall Mason, 
Yeah, I lived it. He no. lived it. <laughs> I didn't live. I didn't live it. But I'll give you. I'll give you the story. Um, I think it was about two thousand six or seven. I'm not really sure, but we won the first game, and you know, it, I don't think people understand. Like, I don't think people really understand. Like when 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 you hear some people say some, uh, some players or whatever say some really dumb shit like after the game, I'm like, I always question like when when did they do that interview? Was it Monday in the afternoon or something like that? Or was it Wednesday, like fully fresh? Or was it directly after a game when you've won one of the biggest games or lost or whatever? Emotions run high, you know, or low or whatever. You Sometimes you don't give a fuck. Um, I think it was like maybe, I think, yeah, either six, seven or eight. We won the first game and we're feeling good about ourselves. Um, and then they go, so what What are you expecting in, in Queensland, Willie? I'm like... I thought automatically, it's a fucking stupid question. What do you think I'm thinking? Exactly what everyone else is thinking. You're going up there, and this is probably how I said it in this context. And I said, well, we're going to go up there. It's probably going to be 65,000 crazy screaming redneck Queensland fuckers um, just booing us. Something like that. Remember that? Yeah, you know yeah. 65,000 yeah. redneck Queensland booing us. You 100% like said that. the word redneck. I 100% said redneck yeah. and booing us. And that's what I expected. You know what I mean? I, if I was in Queensland, I'd call New South Wales redneck. i call everyone like, you know what I mean? It's just, it wasn't taken out of context. It was what I was saying, but it wasn't in, when you read those block letters, like like I was just telling everyone, like, you rednecks. I'm like, it was sent, it was said in this sort of, probably six, you know, 65,000 crazy screaming Queensland rednecks and laughing about it. I was laughing. It wasn't any animosity or anything towards Queensland. I love Queenslanders. You love rednecks. I love rednecks and I love Queenslanders. So I just put them both together. Anyway, so game game two, they fucking slam us. And I played, I don't know, probably 60 minutes, something like that. Every time I ran the ball, booed, as loud as you can get from Sun, in Suncorp. As loud as you can get. Actually, I'll, fucking, I'll rewind to the morning when we left. So you usually go on your morning walk as a team. You go for, you stay down at, we used to stay down at Stanford. You walk through the, um, the mall, all that kind of stuff. It was probably about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. There was people pouring out of pubs, Queensland. Because you don't understand how big Queensland is. And then most of these guys that are going to these games, the Queensland games, they're from our country and they really felt disrespected proper. <laughs> and they were pouring out of pubs, man, like trying to, like, obviously not really wanting to fight me proper, but like coming out with that sort of energy. It, was, it, was, it wasn't terrifying or anything. I was like... Fucking hell! What's happened here? And you and so usually you'd go up to just say if you play Queensland, you would have your whole week here, and you wouldn't go up till the Tuesday. So you only have one night there, and you wake up Wednesday and you play. You know what I mean? So you don't want to be rolling around Queensland that whole week. No. You, you just don't want that smoke. You don't want to, not that energy, nothing. So we flew up on that Tuesday. The Wednesday they see the New South Wales players. And oh my god, it's fucking hilarious! You this and that, like they're just coming at me, like with like they're actually going to fight me. I had security and shit like around my own security, and that like just block, blocking people off. I was like, wow, really hit a nerve here. I like getting called rednecks. Um, anyway, so every time I ran the ball, booed. Every time I made a tackle, booed. Penalty, booed. This, this, this. Anything, just booed. And and proper, like it's like. If you didn't know what was going on, like, why, why they keep booing every like you know, two minutes? You know what I mean, or thirty seconds, or whatever it is, whatever tackle I was in. Anyway, we got fucking smoked. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. 
<laughs> we walk off and uh, I'm, I'm walking down. You're already defeated. Just like, ah, oh, God damn, what else could happen? Getting booed, all that kind of stuff. And stuff like that, I really embrace. I didn't really care. You know, I'd have to have a real like sort of brittle spirit to be like, oh my God, these guys booed me. I'm so terrified. This is terrible. The worst day of my life. It's fun. It's fun to me. Anyway, walking off. Hey, Mason, you fucking dog. I look up. I'm walking through the tunnel. Bang. Hit, hits me on the head. <laughs> hits me on the head. Like, like on I don't the top, know why this story on, still makes on me the, laugh. On the top of the head. But, but because it's a, it's a great shot. On the top of the head, and it tip. It's sort of like, like just say that was the the plastic cup. It sort of sat there like that, and then it dripped down my head. So I don't think people understand that. If you're watching the show, so it's, it's like that, and then it dripped down all, and it just went. Oh, and people, you know, I hate rum. I fucking hate rum. I would drink anything else, but Bundaberg rum. <laughs> Captain, Mor- Captain Morgan's and shit, man. Spice I love rum's different. Spice rum, boom. Yeah. Give me a spice rum. Give me a spice rum, ginger ale, some fresh lime. I drank it for three days. Not Bundy rum. It got me big time. I was like, you... Like, and he's laughing. So this is not like... This is not like Kyrie Irving right now getting, thro- <laughs> getting a bottle thrown at him. He has some bloke pretty much put in jail. I'm not going to take that much offence. But I saw the dude and security were around me and they, and they saw him. And they said, what do you want? Like I said, just get him. Get him. Whatever. I didn't run up or anything like that. I was just like, I was still pissed off. Like, I reckon I could get that jersey. I think I probably gave it away, actually. It would be still smelling of rum. <laughs> Filthy rum smell. Do you know what? I, the best thing about this story, other than the fact that I still hear it and laugh because you got hit in the head with a yeah. rum. But the, the best the thing about the story, there's a bloke. Somewhere, yeah. I hope you're listening. In Queensland, good, good shot, good shot. If you're, if you're I'll the bloke, you, I'll buy you. I will drink a whole bottle of rum because if, of that. If, if you, you are hundred percent, you're the bloke. You, you contact us. You contact us. You still remember what he's wearing? If you can contact us with what you were he wearing, had a light blue shirt on with uh, with Celtic things on it. If I, mate, if shields. I threw it, it'd be wouldn't I? Wouldn't waste yeah. a full drink on you. Don't worry. <laughs> if you're there and you're listening, let us know because yeah, I want to buy you a beer good and a shot. rum. Good shot. A lot of people would. That concludes this week. As we've said, we're going to do a special origin special. Yeah. The origin so, origin special. In the meantime, live. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it live. The producers said we're doing it live. We love live. I love it. Nothing can ever go wrong when things go live. Ever. Please rate, review, subscribe. We've, we've slowed up a bit with the reviews. Get the reviews on there. We love them. Only if they're positive. We don't want to negative. I can't handle criticism. (laughs) All right. See you guys. See you next week. Woo! and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 